Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. This is Bay Curious, and I'm Olivia Allen Price. I met this week's question asker near a playground in Oakland's Chinatown. My name is Rena Yang. I grew up in Oakland, California. When Rena was growing up, she'd come here a lot to hang out with her friends after school. Her family spoke Chinese at home, so she relied on these friends to learn the local lingo. My friends, they're the ones who taught me all the slang words that I know. Like this one. They'll say Frisco this, Frisco that. So I would say Frisco. Rena used the nickname for years and didn't think much of it until one day when she was sitting next to a coworker. I think I just threw out the word Frisco. She stops me or she kind of looks at me and says, wait, I thought people don't like that name. And I said, really? I didn't think so. Suddenly, Rena felt like an outsider. I was thrown. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> Ever since then, it's been bugging her. So she wanted to know. Why do San Franciscans not like the nickname Frisco? Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. So, Frisco. We asked what you thought about the word on social media and heard back from hundreds of you. It's the biggest response we've had since we started the show, so we know the nickname stirs quite the debate. The thing is, if you go way back, how you feel about Frisco is all tied to who you are and where you're from. Here to help us make heads or tails of it is one of the masterminds behind our show, Bay Curious producer Vinny Tong. So you want to know how annoyed people get by Frisco? Pretty annoyed. You know, I keep it as San Francisco when people say, like, Frisco or anything, it just bothers me. For some reason, uh, Frisco is supposed to be not the right way to call it. I just never have liked the sound of it. It seems really truncated and kind of almost offensive. How about SF? Um, possibly. And Frisco? No. <laughs> no, no, no. Clearly, people take this really personally. 
But despite all that hate, there are a lot of people who love Frisco, like the owners of this tattoo shop in the Mission. It's called Frisco Tattoo. Okay, my name is Joey Wilson. He and his wife Lila own this place. I'm born and raised in San Francisco. Joey's the kind of guy you want on your side if a fight breaks out in a bar. He wears sunglasses indoors. He's got lots of tattoos. There's one on his wrist in fancy lettering that says Frisco. My parents always called it that. They were blue-collar workers. Um, It was just something that was instilled in me as a kid. When I was a little kid, I think I was 12 or 13, there was a bike shop called Frisco Choppers and raced down there on the bus down Valencia Street just to buy a t-shirt that said Frisco in big bold letters because that was like the coolest. Today, Joey's in the Hells Angels, the Frisco chapter. Joey's wife, Lila, says they have lots of friends who love Frisco as much as they do. A lot of our friends, Joey and I's friends, are kind of small business owners in the city here, actually, and really are owners of the name Frisco. We have Frisco Boxing, we have 415 Clothing, we have we had Frisco Choppers at years back, and just really the kind of um, root and background of that name and really um, took it far with T-shirts and tattoos and, you know, really just and blew up that name. Sounds like Joy Wilson inherited this word from members of his family, and we actually heard from other people who associate this word with an earlier generation. Yeah, I think they're partly right. I met up with Charles Fracchia to see how far back this name goes. He's the founder of the San Francisco Historical Society. He says nobody knows for sure, but he does have a theory. How about a fellow who's been drinking too much and says, ah, oh, good to be back for San Francisco. You know, it's kind of a contraction. That makes more sense. Frakia thinks Frisco popped up in the late 1800s, maybe on some sheet music. Others think maybe during the gold rush. Frisco was probably in its heyday when the ports were strong here, around the time of the Second World War in the 1940s. Kind of a working man's period of time. The, the, the port was thriving. You had lots of small manufactories here. It was kind of, Frisco was kind of a, as I said, it was kind of a working man's word. The other thing to know, not long after people started using it, other people started hating it. They said only out-of-towners used it. Tourists, basically. San Francisco's self-proclaimed emperor, the Brit Joshua Abraham Norton, supposedly banned the use of Frisco in 1872 and said whoever used it would have to pay a $25 fine. But that's not been verified. One person we do know hated the word... Herb Kane. Ah, Herb Kane, the revered writer for the San Francisco Chronicle. When he wrote about the city, people listened. Herb Kane made San Francisco into almost a village. By the fact that his columns were very popular, there was a kind of a lingua franca about, about them. Kane came along after the city had grown from a dinky West Coast outpost into a gold rush boomtown with saloons and debauchery and later into a city that looked more like the East Coast and European cities it wanted to imitate. He wanted San Francisco to be more classy, more chic. His book, Don't Call It Frisco, came out in 1953. Don't call it Frisco. It's San Francisco. 
because it was named after St. Francis of Assisi, and because Frisco is a nickname that reminds the city uncomfortably of the early, brawling, boisterous days of the Barbary Coast and the cribs and sailors who were shanghaied, and because Frisco shows disrespect for a city that is now big and proper and respectable, and because only tourists call it Frisco anyway, and you don't want to be taken for a tourist, do you? So that's, I think, what it became controversial, contentious. Frakia says Kane's book ruined the nickname. People wanted to seem proper and cultured, so they listened to Kane and shunned it. And now, people like Joey Wilson want to know why Kane's opinion should matter more than theirs. I mean, Kane was born in Sacramento. So that's the question. Why does it upset you to call it Frisco? Give us a reason. And who are you to tell us what we can and can't do? I'm, I'm from here. I'm born and raised here. So... I think I got rights to call it whatever I want. Working on this story one day, I grabbed a lift and got to talking with the driver, a guy named Lorenzo Beasley. I grew up on the bottom of the city in a small neighborhood called Visitation Valley. More of the, I guess you would call it the urban community, like the, like blacks or Hispanics in the city. And those type of people always grew up using that word. Lorenzo says you hear it in Visitation Valley, Hans Point, Lakeview, Fillmore, Potrero Hill, the Mission, especially the mission. So it's strong there. It's really strong there. I asked him who doesn't like Frisco. It's like a higher class of people, I guess, like uh, people who stay like in Knob Hills and stuff. They look at it as like slang. It's definitely a, a bit of snob, the whole snob thing evolved in it. For Lorenzo, whether or not you use Frisco says what neighborhood you're from. Now, when I met Lorenzo, I was on my way to the Bayview. I met a Stanford linguist, Teresa Pratt, at a restaurant known for its chicken wings. Yeah, I'll take that one, the 10-piece with the lemon chicken. Lemon pepper? Yeah, lemon pepper. Fries in a drink? We're at Frisco Fried. Uh, fr- I believe it's fr- mostly fried chicken, though it looks like they have some fish on the menu uh, in the Bayview on 3rd Street. Pratt said when you want to talk about language and word choice, like nicknames, you're virtually always talking about money and power. Institutions that have power, people that have power have an, have an interest in maintaining that the way that they speak is the right way to speak, right? Because that helps them, because it it's coupled with this ideology that's really widespread that there is a, quote, right way to speak or a way of speaking that gets you ahead. Language has cultural capital, right? So um, it's something like knowing exactly where to put your forks at the end of a meal. Hmm, so the words we use are really markers to show other people where we fit in to society. And nicknames are even more like that. Knowing which one to use and which one not to use is kind of like telling people where you belong. Which gets us back to Rena, our question asker, who suddenly felt out of place because she was called out for using this word in the wrong way. For someone to correct you on that, it's kind of like, oh, I have it wrong this whole time. Well, Rena, we have some good news for you. That's right. Herb Kane, the arbiter of taste, eventually flip-flopped on Frisco a couple times in the 90s. We've built our anti-Frisco bias on some shaky ground. Now, Vinny, I have to ask you, after all this reporting, are you pro or anti-Frisco? Definitely pro-Frisco. It's punchy and kind of cute, totally endearing. And I've got Joey Wilson. I think I got rights to call it whatever I want. And even Tupac on my side. (laughs) Plus, is this city really a place for snobs? Thanks, Vinny. Anytime. And thanks to Rena Yang for her question this week. 
In Vinny's story, you also heard the voices of Juan Cison, Linda Lucero, Tom Schultz, and Bob Brandis, who were interviewed on the streets of Bernal Heights and The Mission. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Bay Curious is made at KQED in Frisco. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hi there, I'm Randa Fettah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 